after what seems like one of the greatest careers of the modern yes. era, Lionel Messi and Barcelona are looking towards a split. We never thought this was inevitable. We thought that this would end in a fairy tale. But the events of recent times have really challenged what we think is possible and what isn't. We saw Cristiano leave Real Madrid. We thought it would end there. And now, Lionel Messi might just be on his way out of Barcelona. Or will he? Welcome, listeners, to Kicking Off, the podcast wing of El Arte del Football. And I'm here with Aryan Paranasis. And um, Aryan, how are you feeling about the situation? Just from a broad perspective, how as a Barca fan has this affected you? Uh, it's not ideal now, is it? Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's probably one of the lowest points in the club's history. And uh, historically speaking, there have been quite a few low points. But, uh, I mean, this is the first time Barcelona have ever conceded uh, five, let alone eight goals in a single Champions League knockout game. I mean, uh, pretty damn depressing, if, you're, if I'm being honest. But I guess it's been a long time coming and this result should be the wake-up call that, I mean, instills a bit of change. Well, definitely. And to our listeners, just as a recap, um, this, as Arjun explained, was a long time coming. The dependence on Lionel Messi and his abilities and his output has been put on wide display more so than it ever has been before. But a semi-final loss to Barcelona in which they were handed a pretty routing 8-2 defeat with a fully fit squad, mind you. It seemed like the straw that broke the camel's back. You had but you had Bayern Munich players saying after the game that, you know, it was great. Um, you know, the victory was amazing. When they were asked about Messi, they didn't seem too concerned. And Messi, to his to his standpoint, looked a completely dejected figure. One which a lot of fans had seen after the previous losses against AS Roma and against um, Liverpool um, more recently. And there seems to be this bubbling question as, why doesn't Messi take charge? Why is you know he looking so dejected? Why does he look so out of ideas? Yeah, Kike Setien being announced to leaving the club after only being there for about, I would say, seven months. Is that correct, Aryan? Was he there for a little yeah. longer? He came, he came in, in January. And uh, I mean, let's be honest, he was just destined to fail, wasn't he? The kind of situation that he was thrust into. And uh, when it comes to Messi specifically, I agree with you uh, largely that he, he's been pulling his own weight for quite some time. And the, for quite some time. And the weight of his teammates as well. But, I mean, obviously, he is partially to blame because he's part of the squad. But uh, I'd say, in my opinion, he had made up his mind about, I mean, addressing the elephant in the room. Now that he's thinking of leaving the club, all of these rumours are flying about left and right. I think this, this had been brought about long before the Bayern defeat. And it does paint an ugly picture from what we've been told by everybody and their mother who's suddenly become an expert on uh, Barcelona football club is that Lionel Messi seems to have an inordinate amount of power 
with regards to decision making. There seems to be this almost troop of players who are surrounding Messi, who Messi trusts. And to an extent, they seem to be calling a lot of the shots. And the board, to their credit, said, you know, we're going to change things and brought in uh, Ronald Koeman out of uh, the Dutch national team coaching. And to those viewers who might not know, Ronald Koeman is a legendary uh, Barcelona figure. So in one way, he fits the DNA appointment that they always seem to be going for, but also went out. Um, Luis Suarez was told, you're not needed anymore. Gerard Piquet even offered to leave the club saying, if I'm the problem, I will go. And all of these strong pillars that seem to support Barcelona through the last six or seven years seem to be crumbling. Arturo Vidal is going to go. Rakitic has gone to Sevilla. And Messi and all the players he wanted to surround himself with are going. So when we heard that this meeting with Ronald Koeman wasn't productive, I don't think anybody could be painted with much of a surprise mask. We kind of saw this coming. But... Um, I will ask you, Aryan, um, to tell me a little bit more about you know, the club and the board. How have they fit into all of this? How have they complicated the situation? And you know, how much of the blame do they really weigh? So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to go into a bit of a historical background here. And uh, when it comes to Barcelona... Uh, while doing my research as a fan, as an impassioned supporter of the club who has been following it for so long now, uh, I've come to notice a pattern wherein the structural, the flaws in the structural uh, hierarchy, they are so evident and they're so rampant that uh, the brief periods of success that Barcelona are known for, they're actually anomalies. And the situation that Barcelona finds itself in right now uh, when it comes to players leaving, uh, the conflicts between the board and the players, uh, fans distraught, all of this chaos, it seems to be the norm. It's, a, it's an endless cycle. So, obviously, you have uh, the history. Uh, in history, you have uh, Jose Luis Nunez, who was, uh, who was Barcelona president for about 22 years, from 1978 to 2000. Wow. And, uh, He's, he's one of the most controversial figures in history because his tenure saw a lot of silverware. It saw Cruyff return as a coach and build his dream team uh, and uh, win the first ever uh, European Cup uh, for Barcelona. Ronald Koeman, incidentally, scoring the winning goal that clinched the trophy in 1992. Uh, but all of these uh, periods of success, they've come all, they've always come when the club has been in utter turmoil, when the board, especially the Catalan elites who always seem to be in power, when they're under immense pressure, when they feel like they're losing control, only then does the, does the club somehow find a spark and then goes on this brief run of absolute uh, incredible football, great results, lots of trophies. But then it just falls back into this a horrible rhythm of conflict and chaos. It's almost a more, a more reactive approach than a proactive approach. And you've seen um, the major the major contrast to Barcelona's board feelings right now, ironically, has been Real Madrid, where you've seen um, their hierarchy 
and I'll be very proactive with getting more younger players, keeping uh, the team cohesion right, keeping the right people at the right time. And apart from a small blip, they've shown that there is life without Cristiano Ronaldo. But can the same be said for Barcelona? Is there light at the end of the tunnel? Is there life after Leo? Absolutely. You're, you're very right about that. That the, board is, the boards have always, always been nothing other than reactive. Only when the pressure's on them, only when they're about to suffer losses, personal losses, uh, lose their influence, only then have they managed to try and rectify the situation. But uh, when it comes to Messi leaving, given the trend of the last five years, I'd say, I mean, post the MSN era, which was so uh, so beautiful, and I mean, we won the second treble in our history, which I still believe to this state turned out to be a curse in disguise because it only furthered Bartomeu's cause and allowed him to stay in charge as president. More and of an outline situation that you mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And somehow, I mean, somehow we won the treble back then and uh, it's been a slippery slope ever since then. With, uh, and again, the pattern that we've seen before when it comes to when when presidents like Johan Gaspard were in power, we made these uh, signings for astronomical sums. Like when Gaspard was in charge, we brought in Mark Overmars, Emmanuel Petit, uh, uh, Juan Roman Riquelme. All of these guys came in and they failed to impress. And these signings were, I think, they were pretty left field shouts. I mean, nobody saw them coming. Nobody saw why they were necessary. Players like Figo, who was a fan favorite, they were sold. Cloyward had his salary slashed in half because once again, we were in financial turmoil back then. And you can see so much of that repeating once again. We've signed players under Bartomeu like Douglas, uh, Paulinho, Andre Gomez, Arda Tura and Jeremy Matthew, who just don't seem to be, uh, I mean, who don't seem to fit into this club anywhere. Nobody knows why they were brought in. But... Uh, and then ultimately, it's ended up costing us financially as well as in terms of a sporting project. And Messi has had to carry these players on his back for so long. Because they've gotten, yeah. Yeah, they've gotten so lazy, so complacent. Because there's no other club in the world where they can earn the kind of astronomical wages that they do at Barcelona. And then back those up with performances like these over the past few years. It, it's just not justified. And one of the other hollow things that is a sort of point from yours is that Barcelona lords this Miskeon club more than a club philosophy, which in the modern, more successful era ever since um, uh, ever since uh, Josep Guardiola took over um, in 2007, I believe, or was it 2008? Yeah. yeah. 2007, eight, 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 eight seven, seven. Yeah, where 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 you would see you know the resurrection of uh, the famed La Mafia Academy, you'd see in uh, the likes of Sergio Busquets, Lionel Messi, you'd see in the old stalwarts, Javi, Puyol, Iniesta. They were all coming in the score, which was informed by the club's practices. And Messi seems like the last vestige of that. Because PK PK, we don't know. We, his influence seems to be waning year after year. Sergio Busquets, for all of his you know, great season that he's had last time, is still yeah. be, uh, hung with question marks. And all the signings, as as, as you mentioned, you know, they seem to be they seem to be out of left field. They don't seem to be the Barcelona philosophy. So 
it's not hard to see why Leo feels disillusioned. And to um, another left field point is that I honestly, as an outsider, felt that Barcelona have armed Lionel Messi with a bit too much power. Um, you know, there have been moments like this before where, you know, it seemed like Messi was getting tired with the club. There was a big contract he was given and, you know, some players were signed, some players to his liking, like um, Archer Mello, who is another yeah. mistake by the board to let go of. Well, a mistake to me, not a mistake to some uh, who follow follow the game quite closely, but that's another point. Um, yeah. This disillusionment with what the club has was and what the club has gone through, it's it, it's hard because you're the best player in the world. You're proving it season in, season out. You've been given the captain's armband on some occasions. And I I personally don't think that leadership role really suits Lionel Messi because you see with other players who, you know, don't have the captain's armband who become leaders on their own. And again, to the, to the tired point of... Uh, uh, the 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 jackal to Messi's hide is Cristiano Ronaldo, someone who never wore the armband, but who you know stood up when it mattered the most. But that shouldn't be Messi's job. Like he shouldn't have to be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. He needed help. It didn't come in. He did what he could, and you know at the end of the day, it's 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 he's tired. He's tired. He's 33 years old. He's still Absolutely. the best player in the world. He's tired and you can see why he says, okay, you know what? I have I have some choices here. I leave and maybe, you know, still stay happy playing somewhere else. And as a neutral, we'd love it. We'd love to see yeah. Lionel Messi conquer another frontier. It's what people have been, you know, clamoring for. Where you've seen other players who've conquered different, um, um, who've conquered with different teams. You know, even the Barcelona yeah. old guard, the Luis Figos, the Edgar Davids, the Franz Sedos of the old guard. Who went who went all over and you know won all the trophies and it almost seems like this is the challenge this is this is this is what will define Messi's legacy although his legacy should be set in stone but his legacy is also now up for question because even within the um, you know the non-Catalan media side of Spain there is a there is a sentence sense that Messi is a bit of a um, coward in a way like yeah. he. Cowers, yeah. you know the um, he cowers from the situations that really define a person, and it's it it it's hard it's hard to you know really agree with it. But in some ways, it's 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 not too difficult to disagree, and it's it it becomes a message of what is it that Lionel Messi wants, and which brings me to our uh, next solution is where can he go? What has been happening? We've seen, you know, the possibility of uh, Manchester City fresh off winning their case against um, winning their case against uh, the financial fair play allegations. City are flush with confidence, flush with cash, signed a few good players, have uh, Chiki Bagasari on one of Messi's, you know, most trusted uh, 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 for figures of the past, a manager who basically built the Messi system. It almost seems yeah. a bit too perfect. Um, so, just just in terms of City Ardian, what kind of feeling are you get? How likely do you think it is that we would see Messi playing on a cold Monday night in Manchester? Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, when you talk about neutrals wanting Messi to move, uh, I mean, if he goes to the Premier League, we finally get the answer to the age-old question about whether he could do it on a cold rainy night in Stoke. Yeah. So, Tony, Tuesday night. 
<laughs> yeah. Realistically speaking, Manchester City are probably the front runners to sign him. I mean, uh, in the past few years, Barcelona have suffered quite a few European humiliations. We know Roma, we know Anfield, and after each of them, uh, I mean, the media does its thing. There are rumors, the fuel added to the fire constantly, and throughout all of this, Messi being linked to Man City has been a constant. And like you said, he has his former trusted colleagues like uh, Pep Guardiola, he has Chiki Begiristain. And uh, not to mention uh, his best friend since his junior years in Sergio Aguero. So he has, uh, I mean, there are so many reasons for him to join Man City. But on a personal level, on a personal level, I think everyone would agree based on his history that for someone as uncomplicated and as messy is in his personal life i mean hmm. uh, maybe in the dressing room he might hold a lot of power which i i frankly don't disagree with entirely there's definitely some pandering going on there and uh, uh, i mean yeah, in the dressing room uh, his ability on uh, pitch obviously gives him that kind of influence but uh, the kind of personality he's been since his childhood, since he broke out on the scene, he's always, I mean, everybody sees him as this introvert who shies away from the spotlight, who just wants to live his life normally, play his good boy. The good boy. Yeah, yeah a good boy, which may or may not be entirely true, but at least I, I like to think in his personal life, he hasn't done anything to completely disprove that. A family man, if you will, his kids are settled here, his wife is settled here. First, I mean, it has to be painful for him. Plus, 20 years at this club, such a beautiful marriage. The club gave him everything. He gave the club everything. To be walking away from that and not to mention his 1 million euros plus a week salary, it has to, I mean, the underlying issues have to be serious. It has to be so serious that he's willing to walk away from all of that. He's willing to exactly. say, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. Wash my hands of this problem. This is someone else's duty. And you're very right. Barcelona gave him everything. And he did yeah. too. So after a while, does it just seem like, you know, when everyone's given everything and results just don't come, you know, where it's, it's not, it's not a question of where the blame lies. It more becomes a question of what is the best for this club? Is it best to move on and try and blood in a new generation? Because Barcelona haven't been able to do that. They've seen talent after talent leave um, leave uh, the club. They've seen people like Thiago Alcantara, um, you know, Cesc Fabregas come in and go out again. Even the likes of Alenia, who, if I'm not mistaken, ha had been loaned out or has he been sold? Yeah, yeah. He, he's on loan. He, he has returned to train with the squad, thankfully which is something I'm looking forward to and so many other fans will be as well. Yes. And it, it seems like now actually might just be the time where, you know, that departure could work because as bringing up to the similar point is it can be done. Real Madrid yeah. went past Cristiano Ronaldo. It can be done. The thing is that on paper, Barcelona squad still seems fine. Um, you know, you yeah. have young, you have young Colts like uh, Ricky Puj and uh, Ansu Fati. Frankie De Jong. 
Frankie De Jong, even Junior Firpo at left back. Yeah. Um, you have people like Sergio Busquets who are still, you know, part of the old guard, the Titanic figures. Honestly, I don't see Gerard. P- I see. I still see Gerard Piquet as being the most reliable defensive option they have. They have a very good goalkeeper. They have an honest to god good forward player in Antoine Griezmann. If he can just yeah. use properly. Um, so if this messy block, which you know, it comes back to people like um, Samuel Eto, even to an extent of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Henri, uh, who had to share the spotlight with this person who's had the rub of the green for so long. It, it only yeah. it, it only seemed to change when Luis Suarez came in. But Messi was like, you know, I'm going to accommodate this, and they accommodated a devastating effect because Messi, Suarez, and Neymar were, you know, one of the most prolific front three ever. And now Neymar Neymar left, and that supposedly really angered Messi. Neymar wasn't able to come back. That also angered Messi. And now you're seeing rumors of Luis Suarez nearly settling a move to Juventus. So it's 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 almost like Messi feels like everything around him is going. And he doesn't really. There seems to be a little bit of a gap in trust in certain ways because you also see Messi over the last couple of years. His play style has, you know, evolved so much more. He's, he's had to come, yeah. come in from deep. He's sometimes even had to play defensive midfield, confoundingly. But he's, he's done it. He's still yeah. done it. Memes aside, CDM Messi aside, he still managed to. <laughs> do it. And he still managed to succeed on a personal level, but. Not being able to succeed with Barcelona hurts him, and this is one of the first trophyless campaigns he's had with Barcelona in a very, very long time. If um, I'm not true. mistaken, yeah, that's very true. That's very true, and I believe now he's come at a point where he just wants to do away with all of this unnecessary chaos, toxicity, and just move to a sporting project where he can enjoy some. I mean, enjoy good amount of success in his final years. And let's be honest. I mean, we fans talk about this constantly when it comes to footballers post thirty. That uh, they have. I mean, we never know once they cross that threshold how much time they actually have left. Uh, and it has to be frustrating for Messi as well that four of his past, uh, four of these past years, some of his best years individually, but in terms of collective success, they've been completely wasted. Let's be honest. They have been completely wasted, and it's 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 not enough to just win the La Liga because that's something Barcelona have proven time and time and that again that they can do. But yeah. constantly seeing Real Madrid win Champions League after Champions League after yeah. Champions League, it's got to hurt, man. It's got to hurt, and it's got to hurt seeing them do it as a united force. Where you know yeah. you can you can you can wrap up the league and maybe you know nick a league cup, but Europe is where the where the where the where, where the competition which separate the Champions League itself is a competition that separates boys from the men, and in yeah. these losses, these highly prolific prof, prolific losses, you've you've basically seen a bunch of boys at the final whistle, and it's and it's it it it, it makes you wonder that oh, you know what I can see Messi side of it. This is how much how how much how much more does he want to suffer, and. Yeah. Um, It, it yeah, it definitely comes to it comes to a more humanistic point. You can you know you t- you can talk about the numbers, you can talk about the influence, you can talk about you know the lack of leadership, you can talk about the lack of ownership, the thing of player power. But at the end of the day, this is still, this is still something that brings immense joy to him. You know this 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 shouldn't be how the story ends. This shouldn't be how the 
fabled career of Lionel Messi comes because it leaves you with a sour taste in your mouth. You know, maybe maybe he goes goes somewhere else. I personally believe that a contract extension isn't out of the water because um, just for the viewers to uh, fill you in a bit more on what's happening, the next uh, elections for ba- the president of Football Club Barcelona will take place, if I'm not mistaken, in March. And in March, um, in March and uh, 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 Joseph Maria Baltimore, the um, pantomime villain in this entire situation, has said, me leaving will change nothing right now. It'll just put in more instability. I'll stay till the next elections. And you know what? I I I kind of see I kind of see his point of view in a very twisted way. It's like, what's me leaving going to accomplish? The manager's but, gone out. You yeah, can't really hold yeah. elections without everybody knowing who everyone's saying. Let's just let's just wait till March. But guess what? Lionel Messi doesn't want to wait till March. He's waited a long damn time. <laughs> this shouldn't absolutely. And even uh, even uh, probably damn. He 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 deserves to like shout whatever he has to shout. Absolutely. And now, now that we finally arrived at Bartomeu, who is, who is one of the central figures of this entire story, uh, no matter, no matter what we think of him as fans, and I have some colorful words to say to him as a fan, <laughs> but, but you have to admire that in his own sick, twisted, conniving way, he's an absolute genius. The way he's twisted this situation. And managed to put Messi under so much scrutiny, and try to make him the villain in this entire saga. It's I mean, it's actually it's it's politics at its finest. And you have to play the game. You have to play yeah. the game if you want to win it. And Barcelona's politics has never shied away from being this murky pit of God knows what kind of shady dealings <laughs> with 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 with. With Neymar's transfer going through, with all these shadows that still hang over it, to you know, lots of ex-players weighing in and saying this is not how the club should be run. It's like it's not. It's not like things were completely perfect under Joan Laporta, because if they were, he yeah. would still been in charge. And um, a lot of people like to make the regular assumption that oh, if Laporta comes back, Pep will come back. It'll all go back to it being 2008. We'll be great again. Yeah, that's just not the case. Pep, yeah. Pep has everything he wants at City. Pep has himself checked out of Barcelona because of one of the situation. One of the reasons was the board. He didn't exactly. want to be part of a falling, a sinking ship. And Barcelona right now is sinking. And Messi sinking is just the anchor that's be. keeping. Messi is the anchor that's keeping it from running headfirst into the proverbial iceberg. Yeah, he is. The, he is. He is the Titanic. It's just a matter of if he sinks. We Absolutely. haven't reached that part of the movie yet. We have. We're, we're still. At, we're still at the part of the movie where where uh, things are starting to go wrong. Leonardo DiCaprio is running across the deck. We haven't reached that part where him and Kate Winslet are at the water. Let's things hope that doesn't come from, in. Things are getting chaotic just now. We are yet to reach the worst. Is what I feel. <laughs> Uh, we're at yeah, we're yet to reach the worst, as with our viewers will know, is an allegory of 2020. Yep. <laughs> now coming back to Pep Guardiola, if I may, like you said, he did leave because of conflicts with the board and uh, Sandro Rosell. Unsurprisingly, Bartomeu came out in support of him because I personally feel they're just two peas in a pod. But uh, Rosell, just said Bartomeu hasn't gone to jail yet. Yeah. Uh, Surprisingly, he hasn't. But 
uh, once we come back to that later, there's some interesting allegations about Bartomeu that have surfaced just this night. Oh, you're in for a treat, You're in for a treat. But uh, before we get to that, I'd like to address uh, Sandro Rosell, uh, a literal criminal in every sense of the word. Uh, how, uh, I mean, his spats with Yon Laporta, even though Laporta brought along Bartomeu and uh, uh, Rosell to this club, uh, they clearly didn't see eye to eye. And then uh, Rosell, I believe, left in 2005 and then returned after Laporta uh, resigned. But uh, the kind of stuff he, uh, I mean, he put Pep Guardiola through, the entire team through, it's reminiscent of uh, uh, Cruyff's time as a player as well as a coach. Because as we all know, when it comes to the Barcelona board, you have their most powerful propaganda tool, which is the media. You have sport, you have Mundo Deportivo, up to an extent. Your you cat have radio. Yeah, cat, cat radio, I mean, you, yeah, cat radio has its issues, but at least, I mean, cat radio can be trusted at least sometimes. But uh, you have the Twitter fans who gathered outside of Camp Nou. Yeah. <laughs> so, just like Cruyff's tenure, uh, the media, no matter what Cruyff did, no matter what Pep Guardiola did, both of these tenures were constantly scrutinized. And uh, in case you didn't know, uh, Pep, I mean, Pep got fed up with this, obviously, and that's why he left. But on the face of it, it seemed like a happy uh, departure. But there were fake rumors spread by the media about Pep being guilty of doping for some, for some reason. And uh, <laughs> bear in mind, this is all Rosen's mastermind. He left the club in chaos once again. Uh, we know he had to resign because of the Neymar transfer fiasco, money laundering. And uh, he wasn't exonerated from prison due to his innocence, by the way. It was due to a procedural error. So, it always yeah. comes down to technicalities. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's why Pep had to leave because when it comes to these uh, precedents, they always belong to a certain economic class. They're always the Catalan elites. Uh, so, to run for presidency, you need to be able to put forward 10% of the club's annual revenue uh, as a technicality because in case the club uh, is in debt by the time the tenure ends, the president is personally responsible to cover those losses. So, 10% of Barcelona's revenue is generally uh, 100 million euros, let's say. So, when it comes to the players, the coaches, they never have the material means, they don't have the media support to ever incite any kind of real revolution against these people. And the fans, obviously, the structure that's been created, it's made everybody else who can actually make a change, who actually want a change, completely powerless. And that's that uh, when someone's, when power... When when you want anarchy, anarchy just creates a power vacuum. And I don't yeah. think that, I mean, in their hearts, maybe that's what Barcelona fans want. They want some anarchy to have change. But what 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 you're looking at is rebellion and not a revolution. And yeah. to be on, on, a, on a very honest and a very, you know, normalized approach is the situation is bad, yes. But I see I see lots of room for promise. This is still Barcelona at the end of the day. They're not. Seventh, they're not eight, they're not Manchester United, fourth Alex Ferguson. <laughs> this is not that dire. Yes, you're losing Lionel Messi, but guess what? 
time moves on at some point you're going to have to let go would you want to yeah. be let go on a on a position of strength or do you want to let go on a position of weakness that's that's essentially what this entire saga is boiled down to and you know it's it's not does messi want to leave on a position of strength it's it's what the barcelona fans want barcelona fans have yeah. gone through an immense amount of um almost like <laughs> like psychological hopelessness at certain parts and this is football club de barcelona this is one of the the most richest successful clubs their fans should not be subjected to this level of malarkey for lack of a better term this is that's true. this is but what they need is clear messaging and you're right there's so many vested interests that don't let the managers do their proper job and it becomes so difficult you can't have long term success when every time you're just looking at you know okay this person is not done well we need to replace him with someone else and you know yeah. as, as 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 a comparative uh, study you look at you look at maybe you know a club like bayern munich or juventus if you discount juventus's most recent happenings mm-hmm. they've had sporting managers they've had a system they've had you know the identity of the manager they kind of want they let their manager enact you know the kind of philosophies they want to if the manager does well they'll reward them with signings that's why you had antonio conte you know is given a free run um after yeah. uh, after they came from serie b to serie a and he, and he he made juventus into this you know almost undefeated machine and you're still seeing the remnants of that type of foundation you know it's still till till the present day and barcelona fans thought you know even after pep left it's like yes still you know, the foundations he's built are strong they will last and barring the treble season which you know as as we would always come back to as being an outlying occasion there's been little to suggest that there's been an evolution upon that initial foundation you can't just have the the pillars of the foundation and keep uh, you know climbing them and dancing around them you need structure you need rebar exactly. steel you need you need concrete um flooring you need um a roof you need the whole damn building barcelona have been have been functioning on a strong skeleton which right now is just meeting its arthritic phase you're yeah. you're seeing you're seeing that crumble and messi is the the blood and the marrow that's going through all of this is like if he goes you know will this all crumble and yes maybe it should crumble and you know from the ashes something new will rise but um you know messi messi has you know the biggest decision of his life to make even at 33 yeah. years old right now if he doesn't leave and he stays at barcelona will city be willing to fork in that much kind that much money the signers that you got the wages is what i'm talking about because yeah. if yeah. he stays if he stays for one more year he'll he'll pretty much run down his contract and leave for free right now and yeah. to the viewers who are uninformed is one of the main sticking points is messi wants to leave because he believes that there's the uh there's a terminus contract which lets him leave for free by with the with the contract is terminated at the end of the season barcelona believe the end of the season to have been 31st of july but uh, messi and his father and his lawyers in fact are arguing that it should have been at the end of the season in actuality because it's extended yeah barcelona doesn't believe yeah. really it should be extended unless staying from <laughs> yeah and uh, i mean again you come back to the structure that you're talking about when it comes to the board of Bayern Munich let's say they had this golden duo of Robben and Ribéry which they managed to replace in less than 2 years less than 2 years but uh, they did depend on them a little too much for a year but 
in two years now, yeah. you have Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sané, the future Sané. of Germany. Exactly. That's. I mean, you see, you can see the difference in proactivity. And coming back to the point that this is a rebellion and not a revolution, there are fans calling for uh, the. I mean, uh, part two of the Hesperia mutiny, if you will, under uh, Nunez back in '88. Uh, in case you're unfamiliar with that, it was basically that. Uh, Nunez had managed to create this wage structure which uh, transferred half of the player wages into an image rights contract so that the players and the club would have to pay uh, significantly fewer taxes. And uh, ultimately, that ended up breaching the regulations and then there was an investigation, there was a whole lot of chaos. And this is one of Nunez's lowest points in his tenure where... uh, he somehow managed to turn the blame all on the players and in fact asked them to pay the taxes even though they had very little to do with it. And Nunez is my ideological godfather to football manager. These are the kind of situations you always hear that. And uh, then what happened is the players, they gathered at the Hesperia Hotel, called a press conference and spoke out publicly against the entire board and uh, called for complete change, asked for the president to step down, attacked him publicly. But in an unexpected turn of events, thanks to the power that Nunez held and uh, the media influence that he had, the fans somehow turned against the players themselves. So the mutiny failed, but what came out of it was Freud returned as a manager and then followed that largely successful spell and uh, formation of the dream team. But is that really feasible in today's landscape at Barcelona? It's really not. I don't think so. Because there was never a singular player who was as influential, as good as Messi. And the situation back then didn't revolve around a singular player either. It's just completely different. It was always a team which had one or two talismans. And even when you look back to the, the, the success they had under Guardiola, Yes, Messi was an important part of it, but he was supported by a cast who also, you know, pulled their weight whenever they could. You even had people like, um, uh, you know, Samuel Eto'o, who wasn't yeah. really suited to the system. You know, he, he pulled his weight. He did amazing. He scored the first goal against United in the final in, uh, in Rome. You had Xavi and Iniesta. You had, um, you had all of these players who combined to create that great moment. And, they weren't dependent on Messi. Messi just pulled his weight while everyone else was pulling their weight. He just pulled his weight in a, a fantastic way. And it's that yeah. you still need the team to be strong. You're only as strong as your weakest player. And Messi can't have to continuously be, you know, four players in one. It's not realistic to expect. It tires you out and it frustrates you when things don't go your way. There's so many times this past season where I was thinking, it's like Messi's bailed them out again. Yes, he's done it again. Oh my God, Messi's yeah. done it again. He scored that free kick. You rinse and repeat. And he almost Ima- wanted like my shock. Imagine my shock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. It's it, it, it was just biblical. And you always think of, you know what, if Messi wasn't here, this team would crumble. You know what? Maybe that's a question that needs to be asked. As you said, yeah. you know, it's it, 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 it slash and burn. It's it's only after a period of really bad performance does something good eventually come out of it. But Barcelona need to find a different way of functioning. 
this they need they need in my opinion they need to get back to their roots they need to do what worked well for them you see so many people from the la masia academy who've done so well outside i mean you had uh, tiago alcantara even despite yeah. his um, all of his uh, injury troubles you know he was one of the standout players in that final and was one of the standout players from the post covid uh, period for uh, for uh, bayern munchen and it 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 just strikes you is that if if barca had kept a player like that you know just they might the 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 transition from xavi and iniesta leaving might have just you know been a little bit easier and you can talk about ifs ands and buts you know the past is the past the present is what we see the future is what we can hope for and right now the future just looks bleak i mean you've had frankie de jong and anton griezmann both come out you know saying we don't know the situation and it would be really terrible if he leaves i mean you look at someone like griezmann who probably came and said i want to play alongside messi and then messi oh, on the pitch was like well, i don't want to play play alongside you <laughs> my god it is bleak i'll, I'll definitely agree and uh, i mean thiago like you said was man of the match in the final and uh, i mean barcelona recently i i i think you can argue that it's just been a series of what could have been and uh i mean now now but what's what's really frustrating as a fan is that it's not that messi is leaving because he was bound to leave in say a year or two regardless but it's the fact that he's become so frustrated and now he's leaving almost in disgrace and uh, like you said he was pulling more than his weight he was pulling the entire team's weight last season he scored a free kick and the way he celebrated i think that video went viral you must have seen it he just threw his hand up in the air had an enraged expression on his face and like come on what are we doing he's done it so many times and with that my viewers i will, my listeners i will tell you um the future is still uncertain every single day we're getting more and more wild stories this is fun grab your popcorn and sit in front of twitter type in football club barcelona and let the entire day just go away i hope uh, you know this has in some way given you a bit of an insight as to the the past and the present surrounding uh, messi and the club because it's it's more than a club right now it's a bit of a circus and yep. messi as the ringmaster has you know just put his hat down and said please you know just let me leave so i hope you've come out of this um little uh, rant slash analysis slash history slash um, uh, depression session with a bit more information about what's going on. Um, keep in touch with LRTDF.com. Uh, we post regular articles of the week. We have a almost global team of journalists. I'm here in San Francisco. Aryan, you are in? In Pune, India. In, in Pune, India. Oh, we will always break down the biggest situations, give it to you in a way that really informs you and leaves you with, you know, the ability for you to form your own opinion. We're not here to cram anything down. We're here to clarify um, what's in front. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you tune in for the next one. I think that was good. That was yeah. good. Good, yeah, solid. I, I think two people work, man. Two people work. they do they do i mean it's just so much more chilled out i mean the conversation flows much better i think yeah definitely acha i'm going to finish this recording and i'm just going to save it and try and give it to him as a, a as a uh, file on google docs but good job aryan i think this should be awesome. this should come out well all right
Yep. Thank you, man. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye.